So let me paint a picture for you. You're in an interview for the perfect job. You've chit-chatted about, tell me about yourself. You thought that went well. You told your stories in response to the interviewer's tell me about a time questions, and they landed nicely, including some great follow-up questions. Now the time is drawing to a close, and here comes that dreaded, do you have any questions for me? You look down at your sheet of paper, the sheet you brought in to take notes. What's on that sheet? Well, I've always been good at thinking on my feet. It's one of my superpowers, almost. But in that moment, I find it doesn't extend to coming up with good questions. I had to be more prepared. And it's not just me that has this problem. A lot of my coaching clients, this is one of the common questions they ask me. How do you deal with, do you have any questions for me? I think about the interviews, about job interviews, as three big challenges. The first big interview challenge is your stories. The stories that show what you can do, right, because of what you've done. They celebrate your accomplishments. They're great ways to answer those tell-me-about-a-time questions or those what-would-you-do questions. Now, I have a masterclass about how to tell your stories. You can find that at alltheresponsibility.com masterclass. But you can also listen to some of my podcast episodes. I'll put links to those in the show notes. Then there's the tell me about yourself part of the interview. That's often the opening thing. A lot of interviews start out with that question, and it also is challenging. And I will talk about that in a future episode of the podcast. But today's episode is about the third interview challenge, and this comes at the end. Usually, do you have any questions for me? My coaching clients are always asking this. It was always a challenge for me until I figured out how to do it. You know, it's a dreaded question, but you can easily be prepared for it. In this episode, I'll share what I did to learn about how to ask, answer this question and how I went about thinking about it. Basically, the bottom line here is you do want to put yourself in your own shoes, so to speak. Now, during the rest of the interview, a lot of times you're putting yourself in your hiring manager's shoes or in the interviewer's shoes to try to figure out what they need to hear about, about what you know or about what you've done. But in this, do you have any questions for me? You actually want to put yourself in your own shoes and start to use your product sense to figure out the things you don't know that you think would be valuable to help you make better decisions. And these can be things about the product, about the company, about the culture, about how they work in the company. I'm going to talk about questions and research that's specific to product management because that's what I know. It's applicable, obviously, to anybody who's interested in product, you know, product marketers, general business management roles. These are very interesting types of things to research. You're probably going to want to look at other, ask other questions as well, but you'll get some guidelines as you go along about how to think about approaching the research you're going to do that's going to elucidate what questions you should be asking. Now, some of this came out of my thinking about how companies make money, how important good product management is to the success of a company, and why someone might be hiring new product managers. And, of course, you're also going to be thinking about what's going through the hiring manager's mind, why they're hiring somebody in the first place. So we're going to talk about all those things. Hi, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode number 68 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. This podcast arises out of my recognition that there are better models and ways of thinking about doing product management and being a product manager than a lot of what we've been taught or are expected to do. It's crucial, in my opinion, if you want to be successful and if you want your product and your company to be successful, to have the right models. We're often using the old wrong ones, things we inherited from other areas, other groups, other ages that are now obsolete. And this podcast is a journey through my education over the past almost 30 years in product management, the things I've learned from both successes and failures, the things I'm learning, the epiphanies I've had, and a lot of retrospection, of course, on past failures and successes. And in each episode, 
I try to shatter the old thinking, or at least challenge it, and give you new ideas, new mental models, and new approaches to product management. And to your product management career, as in this episode, which is about job interviews. You know, we're thinking about what we do, and how we do it, and why we do it, and the impact of improving all of those things. Now, this episode has a cheat sheet that you can download. You can find a link to the cheat sheet on the show notes page at alltheresponsibility.com slash 68. It's a Google Doc. You'll just make a copy of it for yourself and update it to your heart's content. And it's filled with a lot of questions and guidelines on how to come up with the questions that you might want to ask your interviewer. Alltheresponsibility.com slash 68 has a few more links as well, including subscription links to your favorite podcast platform in case you're not already subscribed to the podcast. And, of course, links to some other podcast episodes I've done about how to tell your story in a job interview and all the other things related to that. You know, when you're about to do a job interview, what's the first thing you do? You're going to do a bunch of prep. What is the prep that you do? Well, it's research. You're going to learn more about the company because generally the more you know about the company, the product, the market, and the interviewers, the better off you're going to be. This is both within the interview itself. You're going to do a better job of presenting the information about yourself and telling your stories if you can tie them into things about the company. But it's also going to help you with your decision-making about the position. Assuming you get the offer, you want to have some basis on which to decide if if you really want the job. Now, for the interviewer, the company is the center of the universe, the company and the product, right? And they expect you as a product manager to have a similar approach to their company and product. They expect you are the type of person who's going to apply their brain power to figuring out everything they can about your about the company and about the product and about them. They expect you to have done a good bit of research, and this is another reason you have to do the research is because the hiring manager is expecting you to do it. The good things about coming up with all this research or doing all this research, you'll be able to tie your answers to their questions, to their concerns and issues, right? And, of course, it also means primarily for the purposes of this episode – You won't just be asking stupid questions or saying, no, I don't have any questions at the moment when do you have any questions for me comes up. So let's talk a little bit about the type of research you want to do. Now, this may be obvious to you. If you're a product manager already, you know how to do this, right? But here's some ideas and some things maybe that kind of use as a checklist. And you might, again, want to download that cheat sheet that I mentioned at alltheresponsibility.com slash 68 because it has a lot of these guidelines in it as well. So here's some ideas. And you may have your own techniques that you want to bring to bear on this. But obviously you're going to start with things like Google. You're also going to go to their website and you're going to read their press releases. You're going to look at Crunchbase or Glassdoor or LinkedIn to find out about, you know, who works at the company and are people happy working there. You know, you're going to start with some obvious questions that you want to try to find out more about. How many employees does this company have? How much funding? How many product managers do they have? Are you going to be the first one or are you going to be the 10th one? It makes a big difference probably to your goals in your career. What does the executive team look like? Is there a head of product who reports to the CEO? If you are familiar with me, you probably know that I think that the product organization should report directly up to the CEO, not through engineering or through marketing or something like that. You want to find out if people like working there, just simply put. So you're going to look at things like LinkedIn to find out how many employees they have, whether they've recently grown the number of employees or shrunk the number of employees. A very handy thing that LinkedIn can tell you if you're on the premium premium plan. You might want to use LinkedIn also to find out who else is a PM there. Maybe it's somebody you know. Maybe there's people that you know that know them. 
you're going to look at review sites. You might look at Twitter and Slack, depending on the company and how, con how they sort of go to market. And, of course, your own network. You want to reach out to people. Of course, you can't learn everything through research. There's going to be questions that you have that will not be answered. Part of what your research is going to do is going to help you figure out which of the questions you might have about a general company or you're going to have about the specific company. You're researching to learn things about the company that help you in your decision-making and in presenting yourself during that interview. But even reading between the lines, you can't always learn that stuff. And those things you didn't learn obviously become the fodder for the questions you're going to ask when you get to the interview itself. So let's take a little, a quick look at that cheat sheet, and I'll just go through, through, the, through the ideas that are in there, and you can obviously download the cheat sheet and learn more. Some of the things you want to know. At a high level, what is the what's going on with the company? Is it successful? Is it going to grow? Is it exciting? Now, this is something you might be able to figure out from research directly. You might not have to ask questions about that. But you might also want to know, or you do want to know more about the product you'll be working on. How is it doing? Is it new or existing? Is it a market leader or lackluster? And oftentimes you can't figure that out just from looking on the internet or just from re seeing review sites even. If, if the product is even reviewed, if it's an enterprise software product, the chances are the review sites won't have much information about it. You want to learn about the culture and the working style. Is the company a good place to work? Does it suit you? And you're going to learn some of this again from something like Glassdoor or maybe even LinkedIn, but some of that you might want to if you have particular interests, for example, or, or needs, you might want to use those as questions you ask. How does product management in the company match with your model of product management? Will the position be a good fit for your skills and talents? This is going to be hard to figure out during research. One of your goals during the interview is going to be to try to assess this. And just a question like, why is this job open, is very interesting. Again, you're unlikely to find the answer doing your research. You sometimes will, but most of the time you won't. So I always like to start my research from the questions about the company, partly because these are easier to find out on the web than questions about the product itself. But you might want to find out, is the company growing? Is it recently funded? If it's public, you can. there's a lot of information you can find out about if the company is profitable or if it's growing. If it's a private company, it's harder to figure that out. You might be able to make inferences. And if it's a private company, again, in the interview, you're probably going to want to ask some questions about that, or at least... Put that on the list of questions you might ask. You might want to learn about characteristics of the market. Who are the competitors? How are the competitors doing? And who's got buzz in the market? Is it this company or is it one of the competitors? You know, there's a lot of market characteristics that you can start to learn with your research and then, again, augment with questions during the interviews. Is the market growing? Is there a lot of change in the market or a little? Um, are there opportunities for disruption? And is this company going to disrupt or are they going to be disrupted? I find it's really useful to know something about the hiring manager. And you can, again, go to LinkedIn. You can learn some things about that hiring manager, where they worked before, maybe where their degree is from and what their degree was. But you might not learn all the things that would be useful to know, like what are their current challenges? What are they most interested in focusing on right now? Where did they work before? Again, you can learn that from LinkedIn potentially. But you might want to ask them about how they got into this company. What was it that brought them to that company? And of course, there's a lot of questions about the product. Is it new? Is it funded? What kind of market research has been done? A lot of times, new product managers are brought in to work on new products or to take over existing products while someone else goes to work on a new product. In both case cases, you have a bunch of questions. So if it's a new product, 
you definitely want to know, is it is it funded? Is the product funded to a certain milestone into the future? Or are you going to have to start pitching the product from day one? What kind of market research has been done? Is this product being built because there's a big market demand for it or because some highly paid important person thought it would be a good idea? You want to learn about the decision to build this product in, in many cases. Now, sometimes you don't have to know ask these questions because you can learn about them in your research. But a lot of times you might want to ask those questions during the interview. And for an existing product, you have another set of questions. Is it growing? Is it stagnant? Do they have a repeatable sales model? Um, are they beating competitors typically? What are the, what's the customer feedback? And then there's, of course, the scope of your responsibilities as a product manager. Are you going to be responsible for the whole product from soup to nuts or a whole feature set from soup to nuts? Or are you going to be responsible just for making the solution? Is somebody going to give you requirements and you're going to make sure they get built and then you're going to throw it over the wall to marketing? You know, obviously that's not what I consider to be the ideal situation for a product manager. So you want to ask about how you interact with sales and marketing. What is the go-to-market component of your product management role? What is the reporting infrastructure of product management within the, within the company and how many product managers are there and who reports to whom? Why is this job open? Is the company growing? Was there attrition? Are you replacing somebody who was fired? <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to ask these questions in so many words, but those are useful things. If you can learn them, they're really powerful. Um, you know, that's something actually you can also do a little bit of learning on LinkedIn. You know, have there been a lot of product managers who churned through this company uh, and had short stints there, or do people tend to stay a long time? And that's an indicator of whether people really like working there or whether there might be a toxic culture if they don't spend too much time. So a lot of questions like that. I've got a lot more questions in the cheat sheet. And my expectation is that what you should do with these questions is you, as you go through your research, you're going to start finding a few different things. One is you need to pay attention to your own discomfort. This often comes up as little flashes, a feeling that something isn't quite being said or that there's a subtext. And a lot of times for me, this comes up around hiring and firing. For example, if a company announces a new VP of product, that raises a lot of questions like what happened to the old VP of product? Was he or she fired? Did they leave for a new an actual new opportunity? Or even was there a VP of product before? Depending on which of those is the case, you're going to have a whole different set of concerns and questions that you might want to drill into during the job interview. Also, if there's a new VP of product, what were their first actions? Did they immediately fire everybody and hire on a whole new team? Or did they, they actually add people to the team and and rebuild it and maybe re-energize it or get them reorganized in a better way, a way that suits your view of how product management should work, right? Those are some questions that you can ask. You can infer, again, a little bit of that from the news, but some of it you're going to have to ask about. Obviously, when you're formulating these questions, you need to think about how to ask them in a politically savvy way, and some of them are going to be difficult, and some of them you might not even be able to ask, given the situation of a particular interview. But that is what you th – those are a good thing to pay attention to, again, is, is what makes you uncomfortable or raises red flags in your, in your mind. If you get the job offer, you want to know if you're walking into a lion's den or into a good situation. There's obviously a whole set of questions that come up if there's a new CEO. Same kinds of questions, but – maybe a bigger scope. Why is, why is there a new CEO? If they're pushing into a new product space, that raises a whole bunch of questions. Why did they decide to do that? Is it just because they'd like to or because they learned about a market demand? 
And of course, the questions can also go in a positive direction as well. You may read something, you may say, oh, that sounds like something really interesting is happening there. And you may want to follow up on that with your questions. You know, if the company is growing quarter over quarter a lot, how are they coping with the growth? This is actually a pretty interesting question. And are they adding product managers and expanding the product team? Are they giving the product team some tooling and things like that? Those are useful things to know about. You're going to raise those questions based on learning about or seeing that there's a lot of change happening. So in this process of research, you've learned a lot. Now the next question is, what do you put on your sheet of questions that you're going to ask at the end? You know, out of the dozens of questions that you might generate in this process, things you couldn't get answers to with your research, which ones will you actually use when it comes to the end of the interview? You're going to be looking at that. You're going to try to figure out what you can get the most bang for the buck out of, which ones are going to show you off best in terms of showing the types of due diligence or the types of things you're interested in. And of course, any question that you write on this list, you want it to be, as I say, politically savvy so that you don't offend anybody when you ask it. And, you know, there's certain types of questions you're not going to get answers to. You know that going in, like, you know, what were your revenues last quarter if they're, if they're a private company? And so you have to figure out how to balance out those questions. So let's talk about sort of the three things I think you should take away from this if you're getting ready to go on a job interview. So first of all, download that cheat sheet. It's at alltheresponsibility.com slash 68, as I've said. You don't have to start from a list of questions, but I think it's easier if you do. The cheat sheet has a bunch of them. It has questions about the company, the product, the team, the hiring manager's background, why this job is open now, and a bunch of other topics. It just gives you a framework to start from. Then you want to start doing your research. So you're going to do the research on this company, thinking about the set of questions you have, adding your own. And as you do, take note of things that you want to know more about or, that, or questions that are raised or that things that pique your interest or raise your level of discomfort or that are maybe a red flag. And then, of course, based on that research, make a short list of likely questions you can ask during your interview, maybe 10 questions or so. Print that out, and then you're going to take it with you to interviews. And each company will have a different set of questions, of course. As you go through the interview, you'll determine which of these questions you might actually want to ask. Some might be answered naturally in the course of the interview, and so you can maybe cross those out. Others might turn out not to be appropriate or not really as possible to ask with the particular person you're looking for. And you might come up with other questions during the interview, which you should try to note down as well. Now, oh, by the way, this process of research is not just for job interviews, of course. You're going to use these same techniques for things like researching customers or if you're out doing market research and talking to prospects or people that you don't yet know, you might want to do this type of preparation before you go talk to them because it will make your questions more apropos. Now, you still want to ask when you're doing discovery, you want to have very open-ended questions about the problems that they're suffering. But if you've done your research on the company, you might be able to tie that into other things that will not only help the person you're interviewing give you more information faster, but will also make them feel like you're taking care of them. These are also great questions to ask about your own company. <laughs> you know, you can use them as the basis of competitive analysis, for example. You, you can ask, do this kind of research to understand how outsiders might see your company and then use that insights to figure out how maybe you'd like to make the way outsiders see your company, how you'd like to change or improve that. So these techniques are very valuable throughout your career as a product manager, not just when you're interviewing for a job. I talked about how to deal with that dreaded question. Do you have any questions for me in a job interview? It turns out that these research techniques I gave you are widely applicable. You will have legitimate questions. You don't just have to ask, well, 
do people work nine to five here or do they work late? That's not a very good question to ask, in my opinion. <laughs> These questions are legitimate. You can ask them. You'll learn something, even if you don't end up getting the job. Having good questions doesn't guarantee you're going to get the job, just like having good answers to the questions about tell me about a time. Those don't guarantee you'll get the job. They just put you in a better position for it. You're still competing with a lot of people that are very qualified and skilled. The better you put yourself forward, the better you show that you have the skills and knowledge and intuition to ask good questions, to tell good stories, the better off you're going to be. So I hope this is useful for you. Let me know in the comments if you have additional ideas for answering. Do you have any questions for me? Or if you'd like me to cover other topics related to job interviewing or product management careers. If you like the episode, uh, I really encourage you to click the like or favorite button in your podcast player that helps other people find the podcast. And so other people will get the benefit of it, which I hope you're getting. Uh, you can subscribe on whatever service you like, whether it's iTunes or Google or Spotify. It's very easy to do that from the show page at alltheresponsibility.com slash 68. You can also leave me comments there, or you can just send me an email, nils at nilsdavis.com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, where I'm Nils Davis, all one word. And until the next episode, this is Nils Davis. Bye-bye.